Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andy, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. In addition to that, we're available on AmericaOutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily, and we always appreciate it when you share that on social media. Hope you guys all had a great weekend. Obviously, there's a ton of stuff for Rob and I to cover uh, today and throughout the week. But what better way to start than the impeachment of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden? Uh, it's actually Joe Biden is the one being impeached over his uh, relationship with his son and his brother and their business dealings with these foreign countries like Ukraine and China. We know the Bidens denied over 20 times that Joe had ever even spoken to Hunter about his business dealings. We know that is not true. It's looking more and more likely every day that the big guy is Joe Biden. And there's a lot of uh, evidence on the table, but the Democrats surely did not want to discuss that. They just tried to make these hearings, once again, a clown show. They just try to muck it up. Every single Democrat, they've got no interest in finding out any information from the witnesses. What their strategy is, is they attack the witnesses. They try and discredit them instead of uh, interviewing them about Hunter Biden. One by one, the Democrats just attacked the witnesses. And we've seen this time and time again. It's not the first time we've seen the Democrats muck it up, make it a clown show there on the Hill. And that's what's once again what they're doing. They'll ask the witnesses about anything but Hunter and Joe Biden. In fact, they couldn't keep Donald Trump's name out of the impeachment hearings. They're just trying to point fingers at the GOP, saying that they're doing President Trump's bidding by trying to get to the bottom of the Biden family corruption. And that uh, just goes to show how partisan and biased the left side of the aisle really is. I mean, you've got corruption clear for all to see with Joe Biden, and they don't even want to know about it. They're trying to just change the subject, point the fingers, and blame Donald Trump. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And what were your thoughts on the uh, start of the impeachment inquiry hearings? Andrew, I'm doing great. I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I've got a lot to say about the impeachment hearings, as well as everything else that took place last week from the debates and information that we're finding out about the Biden family corruption, Biden's decline, the operation Don't Let Biden Slip. When I, when I think about all this, and I look at what the media is reporting, I find it interesting that we already recognize the liberal media is not going to call out themselves. They're going to give Biden cover. And I hear the stories that Biden's on the decline and he's on his way out. He probably won't make it to 2024. All the gaffes. I, I hear all of that. I hear the speculation. But what I think the right failed to realize, and this is a media on the right as well as 
conservatives or Republicans or whatever they want to call themselves, is that none of that really matters in the end. Democrats have shown us who they are. They've shown us what they will do to stay in power. They don't care how they're perceived as long as they win. Not winning, but when. Look at Dianne Feinstein. We've called this out on After Dark from the very beginning, that this woman will probably die in office because she wants the title being the longest serving senator in history. Not only that, but the longest serving female senator in history. What does it mean? It means absolutely nothing as far as I'm concerned. Right. Especially if you haven't done anything to move the ball to keep the country going. Not just that. It's just way too profitable for an easy job for someone to want to step down. I mean, you're making way too much money for doing next to nothing. I mean, look at Fetterman. If this guy can pull off the job, uh, why couldn't a senior citizen? So uh, there's definitely a lot of incentive financially for these people to never step down from their positions as well. Bingo. And she's not making a whole lot. Just want to make some of you all understand this as a senator. But the influence, going back, what do you hear? Where have you heard that from? Joe Biden, Hunter Biden. The influence from being in that job and the access from being in that job. Now, she was a millionaire or millionaires before she joined the Senate. But once she came on board, just look at the doors that opened up for her, a, sing- a white woman with privilege. And this is something that the Democrats are constantly talking about, white privilege, white privilege. Okay, she has it. She had it. She, she has it and she had it. And no one said anything. She enriched herself off of her office. Yeah, they would stroll her out and she would say some things. And during the confirmation hearings of when we had for the Supreme Court justices, she tried to stop them. I mean, she was really hard on Amy Coney Barrett talking about the dogma lives live in you. And But at the end of the day, what does she do for Americans? Now, some will say, well, she did a lot for her, her constituents in San Francisco. I'm sure she did. But look at the crime in the area. Did she ever speak out against it? Or did she look the other way? And then during the final years of her life, when clearly we could see that she was not the dying Feinstein of 10 years ago, five years ago, two years ago, a month ago, a week ago, or a day ago. She was going downhill, but the Democrats did not care. They wanted to hold that seat. They were going to stand together. There were a few that said she needed to step down, but I think they were only saying that for window dressing purposes. And then what does the governor of California come out and say? The governor, whom it seems as if the Republicans are having a love fest over, I guess they like his good, his lock of hair, his smile. Oh, he looks like Hollywood. Oh, let's talk to him. Oh, Gavin Newsom. He's eating this up. He's enjoying this. Have they done, have they ever done a Republican this way? Absolutely not. No, no way. They won't showcase them. But Republicans? Oh, let's look at Gavin Newsom. Oh, he looks so good. Oh, he's this. Who gives a flip about Gavin Newsom? This is how they sucker you and Sean Hannity to give them all this airtime took man crush over them, and then they will steamroll right over you. The same thing with Robert F. Kennedy. Well, maybe he could be the vice president. No, no, no. Wake the heck up.
This is their game. This is their M.O. They do this so that you will bring them in and then you will have weak Republicans who really aren't Republicans, but still they were voting Republicans who start looking at this and saying, well, maybe we should give them a try. With those showcasing them, maybe they'll do what we want. Maybe we can suspend the parties. Maybe it's all maybe. It will never happen. This is how they get you in and then they do what they want to do. Now, what is Gavin Newsom saying? Well, if she goes, I'm going to appoint a black woman and I'm not going to appoint anyone to the seat who's going to run for her seat next year. Republicans should be all over that. The media should be all over that. Yeah, because that works so well for Joe Biden selecting her vice president, huh? Exactly. But just imagine him saying this. It's like, wait a minute. What, what, about, what about fairness? You guys are creating segregation again. You're trying to pick someone who's not qualified for the job. And they dare say anything because he said he's going to pick a black woman. And we can't say anything about a black woman because look at all the black women that they're anointing and putting in positions. Not that they should be there because they shouldn't be there. Look at how they're trying to anoint Michelle Obama. Oh, maybe she could run for the presidency. What has she done? Absolutely nothing. And that takes me back to the impeachment hearing. One of the star speakers last week, Jasmine Crockett, 42 years old, a congresswoman from Texas, on the floor, just gibbering a lot of garbage. And during her gibber-jabber, one of the comments she made that stood out, because this impeachment hearing is about Joe Biden, did is he and his family corrupt and what have they been doing? But she made the comment. She said, the only thing that Joe Biden is guilty of, and just in case you didn't know it, I'll say it again, Jasmine Crockett is a black woman, 42 years old. She said, the only thing he's guilty of is loving his son. And that's it. Loving his son. Okay, so all the wrongdoings that the son has done, we're supposed to just suspend our imagination, don't even think about it, because he loves his son. So Hunter can commit all kinds of crime, but he loves his son. So we, can, we should just give him a pass. Hunter Biden selling access to his dad, influence peddling, on the phone with all these business deals, businessmen, and Joe Biden is right there. And we're not supposed to, we're just, oh, well, he loves his son, so we've got to give him a pass. Never mind the fact that Hunter Biden had a gun. Hunter Biden is a convicted felon. He lied on an application to get a gun. Never mind that Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal that would have gotten him off from prosecution now and forevermore. Never mind the fact that Jesse Jackson Jr., went to jail for 13 months. I'm yet to hear anybody on the right bring this up. I'm yet to hear anyone in the media to bring this up and to talk about it, but they can talk about Gavin Newsom and his smile and his teeth and his hair 24-7, but they can't bring up an obvious that Jesse Jackson Jr. went to jail as well as a Baltimore police chief went to jail for lesser crimes committed than Hunter Biden has done, but no one wants to talk about that. So Miss Jasmine Crockett, she's saying, oh, well, he loved his son. What about the other black fathers and mothers that love their sons and they saw their sons go up the river for committing a crime? Right. And these Democrats, they try and act so morally righteous. But we just saw that one of their senators, Bob Menendez, indicted last week over bribery charges. And then they're going to sit here up on the hill and try and act like Joe Biden is above this. Oh, Joe Biden wouldn't do this. He loves his son. His crack-addicted loser son who's on these boards with no previous experience. So we all know he was just selling his father's influence as vice president, even threatening some people we've seen, saying that, oh, wait till my dad finds out about this. He's going to be furious and uh, things like that. It couldn't be more clear 
but these Democrats, they just rather be in denial and talk about anything but Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and constantly point the fingers at President Trump and Republicans. Point the finger at President Trump and Republicans. And as you said in your opening, Trump's name was mentioned nonstop, although he wasn't being impeached this time around. And then to hear these commentators on Fox, Neil Cavuto, I don't even know why he's on the air. He's not popular. I doubt his ratings are there. Steve Ducey. Shep Smith's best buddy, Neil Cavuto. Uh, Oh, yeah, Shep Smith, the one, because Neil cried when Shep left. And where's Shep, by the way? Oh, he's in the recycling bin because he thought he had a career somewhere else, went to fake uh, PMS NBC, and it tanked his show tanked the same way Chris Wallace's show tanked when he went to fake news CNN. But going back to Neil Cavuto and Steve Ducey, if I were Steve Ducey, I would watch out because they've added a fourth person on the couch during the morning show. And they might be, might be writing your obit that you'll be leaving the show because you're so – it's obvious – that you're a Democrat. And that's okay. Don't get me wrong. He can vote Democrat. I don't care. But I don't want to know your political affiliation when you're on the air. And all while they were trying to talk about the whole thing with the impeachment and what was wrong with it, as well as, this is something else we need to mention, this Judge Aragon, who has thrown a wrench at the Trump organization trying to shut down all of his businesses. Now, we're going to talk about this at length. Because I find it interesting that no one is calling this out, that you can't do that. This is definitely a political attack. You're trying to impact this man's businesses. This is wrong. You should lose your law license. No one is saying anything about it. No one on the media, no one in the real estate industry, and no legal experts. Nothing. They're mom. They're just watching this play out. The same way they watch the impeachment play out. The two impeachments of Donald Trump. And now we have Joe Biden's impeachment, and now you have these knuckleheads, Neil Cavuto and Steve Ducey, they want to defend Joe Biden. Oh, they didn't present anything. I don't see where they're going with this. The House Republicans, they presented nothing. This is just a waste of our time. But when Nancy Pelosi bypassed such a hearing, because this is what you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have the hearing first so that you can get subpoena power, so that you can prove that we're going by the book, we're not being political. She skipped all of that named impeachment managers, gave them the go-ahead to go ahead and and impeach Trump, to try Trump. And the media on the right, they they just looked at it and said, oh, wow, she's just going to do that? They didn't go into details and say why she shouldn't do it and how it was a political move. They said nothing about it because they were okay with it. For them, it was entertainment. They wanted the entertainment. Do you think that Republicans dropped the ball a little bit on this inquiry? I mean, I know it's just the inquiry. You don't want your best witnesses like a Tony Bobolinsky up there. But the witnesses they did have didn't seem to add much of value. I mean, they even came out and said that as of now, there's no proof of any impeachable offenses. That's why we need the inquiry. But uh, nobody really had anything to say from what I could tell. Well, I I could see that. But again, if we had an honest media, they would explain it. These are the steps that you take. Jonathan Turley, who's an attorney, a rather renowned and brilliant attorney, he said, based upon what we have here, there's nothing that we can impeach him on, but we need to investigate. We need to look at this because there is, there seems to be smoke and where there's smoke, there's fire. He said the same thing during Donald Trump's impeachment. But unfortunately, they didn't have an inquiry. They moved from the inquiry to impeachment. And at that point in time, he said, you can't impeach a president based upon this. And impeachment is political. And he said, if we were to move forward, we're in dangerous territory. 
So what he said this time, it didn't bother me because he's letting them know based upon what we have here right now. It doesn't seem as if, though, he, he should be impeached. But you have to have an inquiry. And had they missed this point, had they just said, OK, let's move on, you would have had even Republicans saying, oh, no, we can't do this because we forgot the impeachment inquiry. This definitely looks uh, like it's political. So I'm OK with this. The witnesses, like you said, they weren't like strong witnesses. They didn't have anything that was going to just like shake the earth. But then you have to put the witnesses on like the Tony Bobolinskis, like the other folks that have, they have talked to the IRS agents to bring them forth. And then they will speak. But for now, this is the opening. This is the introduction. But the way they allowed Jasmine Crockett and Jared Moskowitz to take control and not to challenge them. Nancy, Nancy Mace did challenge them. And then you had the media on the right just to fall for it. Like, what are you guys doing? And we're up against a break, and I want to continue this discussion on the other side. Yeah, so many of these Democrats, when they got up there, they acted like they were Joe Biden's personal attorney instead of inquiring about what uh, potential laws that he broke. I mean, they weren't even interested in hearing that. It was just immediate defense of Joe Biden and pointing the fingers at President Donald Trump. It's the same playbook we've been seeing them use since 2016. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. You can absorb a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop and use the promo code OUTLOUD to save. So go to HealthyCell.com, use the promo code OUTLOUD. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Fernandez. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Hey everyone, Nurse Kimberly Overton here from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminished, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the Sia Redox, you can restore and revitalize your body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use and can attest to seeing fantastic results, including better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. Asia supports your immune system, enhancing your body's natural ability to repair itself. It promotes overall well-being so that you can experience a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of your health and experience the power of ASEA. Visit our online store today at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15%. Be sure to tune in to Nurses Out Loud Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. 
Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. I want to go back to what we were talking about a while ago, these Democrats, Jamie Raskin, Jarrett Muscowles, and Jasmine Crockett. They seem to be the star players at the they were the star players at the impeachment hearing during the openings. And I find it interesting that Jamie Raskin, who was one of the biggest pushers of the Trump impeachment hearing, came out pontificating that none of this makes any sense, and even your witnesses are saying it. But when we look back in history and we look at the witnesses that the Democrats had, it was all a bunch of, I heard this, someone said this. You had people coming out. Remember the one lady who was giving her own, she was so angry and mad that Trump was president. She started giving her own opinion, saying, well, Trump can name his son Barron. That doesn't make him a Barron. I mean, completely off in like left field. No one called her out about it. They just said, oh, she shouldn't have said that. But we want to make it seem as if though when the Democrats presented their case, both times, that it wasn't a circus show. And it was a circus show. Because what they were doing is that they were going against the government. They impeached Trump for making a perfectly legitimate phone call. Now we find out that he should have made the phone call. Now we find out that this phone call, had he been able to get the information that he needed, probably wouldn't have gotten us into this war with Russia and Ukraine. And I say with Russia and Ukraine because Ukraine is a strong man and we're the behind the scene and we're providing them with the funding. $48 billion so far. Just imagine how that money could have been used here in the United States to correct our infrastructure, to work on the infrastructure. Just last week, New York City was flooded with rainwater, remnants from a hurricane. Why couldn't we have used that money for that? Look at all the money that we're giving to these illegal immigrants that are coming here. Why can we use the money or why can't we use the money to take care of the ailing infrastructure in the United States? We hear about it all the time. Why can we use that money to stop the border? But we're okay giving that money to other people. So they're going to impeach Trump for trying to find out what is Biden trying to get us into? Biden's own camera on video saying what he did. I wanted them to fire the prosecutor who was looking into my son. Else he wouldn't get money from the Obama administration. So you want to tell me Obama didn't know about the Biden's pay to play? Of course he knew. Is Obama going to be held accountable? No. Why? Well, because they're afraid to hold him accountable because he was the first black president and they're afraid they'll be called a racist. Who cares? If you're afraid that you're going to be called a racist, then you need to step aside and you need to put black men in the job who won't be afraid to go after Barack Obama. Plain and simple. I mean, the Mitch McConnells of the world, I have no use for him. He needs to be retired. But that's another one who will probably die in office, mean no harm, don't take it the wrong way, with the gavel in his hand, and they'll have to pry it out of his hands because he feels as though he's entitled to be there. And if Republicans are successful with the impeachment, and if they send it to the Senate, he'll probably knock it down. Oh, I don't want to do this. As opposed to trying to put together a coalition who will say, no, we need to get Biden out of office. 
And then there will be those who say, oh, well, let's just let him stay in because he'll be out pretty soon. He, he's not going to run. He's old. He'll do. No, get him out. Who cares? We don't need to wait. Get him out. Trump only had four years in office and they impeached him when he was in office. And when he got out of office, compliments of Nancy Pelosi. And then all you Republicans that are sitting on the sidelines are saying, oh, this looks like reciprocity. Who cares? Wake up. It's a different day. It's a different game. The fact that they allow these little knuckleheads, Jared Moskowitz and Jasmine Crockett, you can tell they know nothing about history. They know nothing about the law. And she's supposed to be a lawyer. I wouldn't want her to represent me. Who are the constituency in her district? How did she get there? Well, you got a lot of Democrats there, and they will put them in. Whereas Rona McDaniel, she's not trying to put together a coalition in different states to rev up the Republican base. She's not looking at, well, maybe we should encourage Republicans to move to these states so that we could grow our base. She won't do it. She'll go, well, let's just stick with the red states. Okay, but then it makes it difficult for a Republican to win the presidency. Because we're only concentrated in a few areas as opposed to trying to grow the base. And you hear that all the time. Trump isn't growing the base. Trump isn't growing the base. He can't do it by himself. We will lose every election if Republicans don't start fighting, Andrew. If they don't stand up and stop being afraid. If they don't stand up and start taking these issues head on. If they don't stand up and start being strong, solid conservatives, hats off to Jim Jordan, hats off to James Comer, hats off to Jason Smith, who are leading the charge. And then these other fickled Republicans who, oh, I don't know, I'm going to just sit back because I don't want, they might vote me out of office. Well, they should vote you out of office because you don't have a conscience, you don't have a backbone. You can't call out the idiocy, the craziness of the left. First two impeachment hearings of Donald Trump were a mockery. It was shameful. Vindman coming up saying, well, Trump wouldn't listen to me. You're not the president. You're not his advisor. And then you have these other knuckleheads saying, oh, well, you know how Donald Trump is. Donald Trump said this. Donald Trump said that. And then they're all laughing. Ha, 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 ha. And then the person, the impeachment lawyer for the Democrats, Dan Goldman, He's sitting on the hill now. He's a representative. No one wants to call it out. Republicans won't say anything about it. The media won't say anything about it. That how, how interesting it is that he was also the impeachment hearing attorney, and now he's sitting on the hill. How is that? Well, we know they voted for him, but why? How, did he, how was he able to build together a coalition? It goes back to what district is he in? Who was greasing his palms? Who was helping him get there? Had it been a Republican, they would have done that. But some would say, well, he built up a strong ground game, and why couldn't he? Okay, there's nothing wrong with it, but why not call it out also and let people know what we're up against, let people see the hypocrisy on the left? Why can't we? Why won't anyone say anything about it? What is so difficult to challenge these individuals and their philosophy, their ideology? Why is it so difficult? Why is it that we're constantly attacking ourselves, shooting ourselves in the foot? While they're telling their, their team, oh, move your foot out of the way because I don't want you to stand in the line of fire. I don't want you to get hit. And we just sit there and we laugh about it. Attack ourselves. Oh, well, maybe there's nothing here. 
There's a lot there. You just need to present it and then explain it. You think back on the first impeachment hearing, it was a, it was a complete joke. It was a circus show. People walking in saying things that they knew nothing about. Only hearsay. And this is what I thought. This is what I believed. No concrete evidence there. And then Mitch McConnell, as opposed to saying, we're not going to even listen to this. We're not going to even entertain it. He made it seem as if though they weren't going to listen to it. And he could have done that. He could have said, no, you guys can have your little circus show, but we're not going to even look at it. As far as we're concerned, it didn't happen. But what did he do? Oh, we'll entertain it. And then we'll talk about it. And I'll stand on the floor of the Senate and I'll say how much of a, a, this is completely disgraceful and it makes no sense. And then we'll vote it out. You shouldn't have even done that. You should have shown them the power that you had and say, we're not going to even listen to this. We don't even want to hear it. As far as we're concerned, it didn't happen. That's what he should have done. Had we had a strong leader, that's what he would have done. But he didn't do it. And then during the second impeachment hearing, a couple of minutes of Nancy Pelosi, you got people running there with hearsay. I think he said this. I thought he said this. And this is what he did. And this is what happened on Jan 6. Like, what are these people? Who are these people? Where did they come from? And why can't Republicans stand up? Jan 6 was the worst thing that ever happened. No, the worst thing that ever happened was when we had the rioters threatening to tear down the barricades at the White House and go in and attack the White House. That was the worst thing that ever happened. Because them going to the Capitol, considering what happened in, I think, the 1950s when the Sandinistas went in and blew up the Capitol, fired and shot two congressmen, no, that was the worst thing to happen. The only person who got killed on Jan 6 was Ashley Babbitt, compliments of a black police officer, and we don't hear anything about him anymore, but he did try to open up a GoFundMe page, and then he faded away to oblivion. That's the worst thing to happen, putting it into perspective. And why can't Republicans put it into perspective for the American people? Why is it that we have people that are going to jail for years, 17 years, for just going to the White House to riot? as they say, but they were only protesting. Meanwhile, you have us telling other countries, oh, you should go in, you should storm your government. If you don't like Iran, you should storm the government and you should take it down. Look at what happened in Libya. But we were okay with that. But when our own citizens see the democracy is being stolen from them, they want to rise up, they want to protest, they want to say something about it. Oh, we're going to lock you up because this is the worst thing that happened. Oh, it hurt my eyes. Oh, when I see this. And they want to show the pictures over and over again. But not showing all of the pictures, not showing all the video clips. And then Ray Epps, who for the longest we said this man was guilty, now they want to slap him with the misdemeanor, which will probably be erased thanks to the Department of Justice. But no one wants to talk about that. No one on the right, the right media wants to talk about it. So it's up to independent journalists like America Out Loud and After Dark with Robin Andrew to bring this forward, to present this to you. So that you can see, we're about democracy. We're about saving democracy. Not Democrats who want to constantly say, constantly say, well, if we elect Donald Trump, democracy is gone. Oh my God, it's the end of democracy. No, the end of democracy was locking people up during the COVID scare, forcing them to wear a mask, forcing them to take a vaccine that they didn't want to take. But if you don't take it, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your livelihood. 
kicking out nurses and doctors who were at the front line trying to get a hold of this thing. And then when you they didn't want to take the vaccine, you're going to kick them out. Seizing power, telling people you can't vote, you're going to vote by mail. That was taking away democracy, throwing people in jail who thought against you, who had a second opinion, who wanted to speak out like Dr. Badarachi from Stanford, who said, this is complete nonsense. You don't need to take the vaccine if you're a healthy person. That was stealing democracy, kicking people off social media that didn't agree with you, going after parents who didn't want their children to be vaccinated, and going after the same parents who don't want their children to be mutilate their genitals mutilated. That's stealing democracy. But see, to Democrats, that's okay, because it's a democracy that they want. But it's not okay. But no one wants to say anything about it. So we sit here and we look at the hearings and we have all the Republicans piling up on each other, attacking each other. Sometimes I wonder, Andrew, if the right-wing media, if, if it's even worth it. Now, we got people like Newsmax, like they said, and they're you know, trying to hold the banner. But of all of them, you would have thought that Fox who ushered in this whole conservative idea, who people stood behind when the left was trying to kick them off the air, you would have thought that there was a little bit of loyalty and stick with fair, balanced, and accurate. We're not saying to take sides, but be fair, be balanced, be accurate. But we can't even get that. And I do realize that people like Neil Cavuto, he's nothing but a commentator of the worst kind. Steve Ducey, a commentator with their own opinions, but to give it such relevance, to make it seem as if though what they're saying is like, oh, this is, this is just fantastic. And it's so truthful without having a counter. And I guess that's the issue. They don't have a counter to what they're saying. They allow them to see it, and it's nothing. Now, I will say this past last week when Steve Ducey came out talking his nonsense, as he always does. I think the new guy in the seat, Lawrence Jones, he did push back and said, no, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, I don't think it's that way. And you could tell Steve Ducey wasn't too happy about it. Brian Kilmey also pushed back, who, you know, straddles the fence sometimes. They both pushed back on Steve Ducey because clearly Steve Ducey had an agenda. He knows that there are a lot of people his age range that listen to him, and they probably like him for whatever reason. So every so often, he likes to come, come out and says, oh, no, no, we got to look at this way. And Donald Trump, he's done all these bad things. It's not about Trump. It's about Joe Biden, what Joe Biden has done. And Joe Biden has done a whole lot worse than what Trump did. And then he wants to come out and say, Steve Ducey, well, this happened before Joe was even president, so they can't go after him now. Yeah, but Trump and his business dealings happened way before he was the president. And no one seems to care that you have a corrupt judge who wants to take away his entire empire. You got Vice Department of Justice that's going after him. You have all these justices, our entire judicial system, going after one man. And they want to keep that one man from serving again. They want to take the right from the people to vote. And where have we heard that from? We heard that from Jesse Jackson, L. Sharpton all the time. They're trying to suppress the black vote. But now they want to suppress everyone's vote because they don't want them to vote for Trump. And if you don't think people are going to vote for him, why are you trying to knock him out? And no one finds anything wrong with that. No one can write a story and say, this is why it's wrong. Just, oh, well, they're, they're trying to do this. 
I mean, it sickens me. I can't even watch TV sometimes when I hear these people. I'm like, no, because you're not going into details. You're not explaining to the American people why this is wrong. But you can allow them to – this these Democrats to attack Republicans during their impeachment hearing and say, oh, it makes no sense or there's nothing to see here, and you're perfectly fine with it. And that is the reason why I don't like what's happening. That is the reason why we need stronger voices that are out there. Because if people don't start speaking up and you start allowing this to be normal, that's when you're destroying democracy. That's when you're shutting down free speech. Yeah, they, like I said, they have every right to say what they want to say, but it has to be countered. Yeah, Republicans need to be strong and not let Democrats take control of the narrative because we've seen what Democrats are doing. Uh, they're not interested in hearing the truth. They're interested in pointing the fingers and blaming Republicans, um, attacking the witnesses, um, downplaying the evidence. Uh, they're basically acting as Joe Biden's defense attorneys during this impeachment inquiry. Uh, that's what the clear thing that we saw come out of last week's uh, inquiry at the Hill is that these Democrats have no interest in finding out the truth. And Republicans really need to push back on this because uh, they've tried all these dirty tricks. Look at what they did to President Trump on two different occasions. Now they're trying to send him to jail. Uh, these people are dirty and corrupt, and they will say whatever they have to say that fits their party's narrative. And that's all these people care about. Uh, we need to push back and eventually vote a majority of these folks out of office. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. B 
be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. We are back the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And before we start talking about current events and entertainment and whatnot, one of the things that I will say about the impeachment hearings is just to give it time. Why are we in a rush to end this all at once when the Democrats weren't in a rush to do what they were doing? Why should we be? Why should we allow them to force us to show everything that we have so that they can attack it and say, oh, this makes no sense because we know that's what they're going to do. We should be methodical and we should take our time. And every time they go after Trump, that's when they say drop something. And to me, it seems as if though that's what James Comer and Jim Jordan are doing. And I think they have a great team of Republicans to put this case together. Albeit the media wants to attack them and say, oh, they're so young, they're so naive. All of the attacks that they lay up on James Comer, who is familiar with the financial industry, I find interesting. Whereas they will, someone like AOC, they will sing her praises and say, oh, she's so brilliant, she's so smart, and she knows absolutely nothing. The same way with this woman, Jasmine Crockett. You see how the media plays this? They'll say that these characters know so much because they're Gen Zers, whereas James Comer, who has a background in finances, who knows what he's doing, who knows about SARs, suspicious activity reports, they'll say he knows he knows nothing. What is he doing? And you will have Republicans who will sit there and say the exact same thing. Well, from looking at this, it seems as if though we don't have a whole lot, as opposed to saying, wait and see. And James Comer has been saying that all along, wait and see, and look at all of the emails that he has been presenting to us. Look at the last email that he presented showing, or the war report showing money coming from China and going to Biden's residence with that address. Why is it the media saying, or why is it Neil Cabuto saying, this doesn't look good? This looks really dangerous. Why, is it, why aren't they saying that? You see what I'm saying? The fix is in. I, I know that some of you, some of them don't like Trump. We get it. But for God's sake, at least be fair. Just be fair and report the news. But you know what they will do? They will run nonstop and report on an issue about what is a woman's name? I, I don't find her at all. Maybe she's entertaining. I don't know. I don't have her. I don't have any of her music. Taylor Swift. And she actually lives close by my neighborhood. They will talk about her and her romance of this football player tight end, Khaleesi. I think is it is it pronounced Khaleesi Andrew or Khalise? Kelsey. Okay, Kelsey. They'll talk about that romance nonstop. And she was at the game, and oh, she looked happy, and she was jumping up, and she said a curse word in front of his mom, and oh, look at how they look, and Kelsey, he's so happy. I think it started when they went to the VMA Awards, which I no longer watch, didn't watch at this time, because it's nothing but a cesspool of degradation, especially for black women, when you have these women coming out twerking and showing all their private parts, and they're saying, oh, this is music. That's not music. That's garbage. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Art is in the eye of the beholder. No, that's garbage, okay? That's just garbage. It's a degradation of a group of people. And why black people won't realize it and call it out is beyond my realm of thinking, but maybe they won't because they're getting a paycheck. But going back to Neil Cavuto, oh, he was just singing 
Taylor Swift's phrases. Oh, look at Taylor Swift. Oh, she looks so nice. And she's going to be dating Kelsey. I mean, did you find something wrong with that, Andrew? Yeah, it's just another situation where the media is trying to make something out of something. I mean, these celebrities uh, date each other all the time. And once again, to me, it's like, who the heck cares if she goes to a football game and watches this guy play football? But here's the media with their cameras and uh, their talking heads. They just can't get enough of this kind of thing. And uh, it's just to further distract what's really going on in the world. Uh, they'd rather talk about Taylor Swift going on dates with Travis Kelsey than talk about the uh, emergency at the border and the border crisis. It's just trying to uh, use these kind of stories to distract people from what's really going on. And the other thing about it is that the romance isn't going to last long. <laughs> Let's just be honest. It's not going right. to last long. How many men have gone through Taylor Swift? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mean any harm, but come on, let's just face the obvious. I mean, I'm surprised she's still standing, but <laughs> let's just be honest here. It's not going to last long. She was dating the Jonas Brothers. She was dating this guy who was in the series uh, Twilight. So and then there was another singer she was dating, and then there was another, and then there was another. Yeah, so she's she been, Orlando Bloom. I mean, she's she, she's been around the block, just like Kamala Harris. She's, she's been plowed through <laughs> by a lot of guys. That is for sure. <laughs> I'm like, come on! And then once they break up, she's gonna sing. A, she's gonna write a song about it, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's the greatest song! Oh, wow! Oh my God, it's the greatest song!" And I hear the likes of. I've gotta say this, Sean. You know, I love you, Sean Hannity, but you gushing over her. And saying, well, she has a right to have an opinion and her, her music is good. Like I, said, I don't know her music. I, I've heard it. It's not in my uh, my repertoire of music that I want to hear when I'm working out. But I hear them just gushing over her and saying that she has a right to have her, her, to her speech and have her political position and whatnot. I agree with all that. But what you guys have failing to realize is that it's influence. The influence that she has over so many young people. Now, how can you square that off when you're talking about the influence of other politicians and say how dangerous they are? She's equally dangerous. And then Travis Kelsey, look at him. He's now pushing the vaccine. He's a football player. Say he's a great tight end player. So just imagine the young boys who's going to say, oh, I want to be like him. And I'm going to take the vaccine. And they don't need the vaccine. See, yeah. these are the things that we have to look at. Yeah, this Taylor Swift phenomenon makes me feel old, I guess, because I've never met a single person who's a big fan of Taylor Swift. Have you, Rob? I mean, I see them all over the Internet, but in real life, I've never heard anyone uh, discussing Taylor Swift like she's something great. I I don't know. It must just be my age range. Well, there's uh, there's some song that she sings that my uh, nephew and my young son, who are both 10, they like to hear what well, they did like to hear. Whenever they would hear music, oh, let's play this, let's play this, and they would like to see the video. But I think back to the late Aretha Franklin and what she said about uh, Taylor Swift. Someone was asking her about different performers, and they were like calling out names, and her name came up. They said, what do you think about Taylor Swift? And she said, well, she wears nice gowns. <laughs> you know, it was like a shade almost. She wouldn't say about her quality of music. Maybe she can sing, it's not my cup of tea. Uh 
but the influence that she has, I think that we should be concerned about. Yeah, because crazy. if she right, if she were a conservative, the left would attack her nonstop. Look at how they did the singer who was going to perform at Trump's inauguration. It was a black singer, and they attacked her, and she backed out. And after, well, she sung one song, then she backed out, and then it's almost as if though they just like discarded her, and she couldn't get any work. And see, that's the problem that I have. When it is a conservative performer, look at the guy who came out who became popular over singing the song, that country song, and how they tried to attack him. And then Taylor Swift, like, oh, she's just this, she's that. Maybe Sean Hannity wants his sons to date her or something. I don't know. There'll be another notch on her belt. But that's what we have to look at. She's entitled to sing. She's entitled to her political views. I'm okay with that. But when she wants to come out, as she did during the 2020 election, and tell her fans, I want you to vote, and I want you to vote this way, it's dangerous. And we have to be aware of it. Look at the influence that she has over these young people who don't know anything. Not that she knows anything about politics. This is the same woman who, in one of her videos, has a transgender. A woman who became a man. And she's lovey-dovey all up on the person. They're trying to normalize this stuff. And we have to call it out. So we can't get so locked up and confused and, oh, well, there's nothing wrong with here. It's all innocent, knowing that they have this influence to change minds, the same way with Britney Spears. Now, remember not too long ago, people were saying, free Britney, free Britney. Now, granted, she's a grown woman. She should be on her own. And if she blows up her fortune, so be it. Who cares? But now you have people saying, oh, maybe we made a mistake. Because she was on, I guess, her Instagram page the other day, dancing around in her underwear, a bra, and two butcher knives and clacking them together. Dancing, I think, to the song by Enigma. Totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. It's normal, especially if you're a Democrat. It's normal. But people got became concerned, and they called the police. And what did the police do? They go and paid a wellness visit to her. To yep. me, it was a waste of time because the police should be out arresting people like the people who were in Philadelphia the other day, that mass mob. But they're going to check on Britney Spears because we're concerned about Britney. Yeah, this Britney to hurt herself. This Britney Spears story makes me feel like a genius because uh, back before she got taken off her conservative ship, I got a lot of heat saying that. Well, you guys ever think maybe she's on this conservative ship for a reason? I mean, this woman is crazy. She shaved her head. I remember her meltdown that she had. And uh, ever since she got taken off this conservative ship, she's gone through a marriage. Uh, who knows how many millions of dollars. Uh, she's going to be broke in probably 10 to 15 years. And uh, if not dead, I mean, she's obviously... Looks like she's under the influence of drugs to me. Uh, she's going to be like a tragic e-Hollywood story or something one of these days. And instead of trying to get her help, Democrats have just been rooting on her demise by wanting her to be out on her own uh, without anyone holding her accountable. And she's a disaster. I honestly uh, see very bad things for her future, unfortunately. Well, this is what the Democrats will do. This woman started out as a tween idol singer 
I'm Not That Innocent. And there was another song that was really popular. Very cute, adorable kid. Innocent, nice, singing bubblegum songs. And the moment she started to reach puberty, they wanted to sexualize her. A kid. And of course, her parents, they weren't good parents because they were just looking at she's a money train, a gravy train. So when you, she is a case study worth looking at. A nice kid who once she reached puberty, and just think about it, girls already have a difficult time, not that boys don't, but mainly girls, when they start reaching that age, if their bodies are changing, they're feeling awkward, am I pretty, am I this? And then you're doing it in front of millions of Americans. And then you have these lusty liberal men that want to get inside of her pants, so they want her to hurry up and grow up and become a woman. So it was very difficult for her to navigate being a kid, a teen star, and then into womanhood. Because in order for women to be taken seriously, of course, the liberal media wants them to go butt naked, take up all your clothes. We want to see what you got up under there, which is what she did. And from that point on, she went downhill. Look at Lindsay Lowen, the exact same thing. A kid. Once she became a teenager, it was difficult to navigate. And right. remember all the trials and tribulations that she went through? Look at Paris Hilton. Yeah, and then they get hooked on drugs, and you put drugs in the mix, forget about it. That's the next step, drugs. And then we look at this, we're, oh, there's nothing wrong with it. There is a problem, and the problem is Hollywood trying to get these kids to grow up a lot sooner than they should. And we see that today in our schools with them trying to teach not sex education, but trans education. You have judges that are okay with this. And a lot of these judges should be kicked out of office. They should not be in that judgeship. Sexualizing our kids, using our kids as prey. So when I look at someone like Britney Spears, I'm, I feel sorry for her. Because she really never had a chance. She never had a chance at a normal life. Now, of course, if she does something wrong, we got to throw her in jail, just like Hunter Biden, because there's no white privilege here. Nope, throw her in jail. I don't care. Got to throw her in jail. If she did something wrong, put her in jail. Yeah, but the interesting... Her... Sorry to cut you off, Rob. But the interesting thing to me about Britney Spears is that she lived a normal life. If she would have this kind of mental illness that we see now, or perhaps her chaotic lifestyle and... um probably perverted things that happened to her when she was younger, being in the Hollywood bubble like that. And some of the other traumatic experiences maybe she's went through uh, have led to her current mental illness. Cause it is clear uh, this woman is whacked out currently. She's definitely whacked out, but this is how, this is just a lesson that people should look at from the, this is how the left treats her children. And just not only that, but you look at, just recently, they said that they found the person who killed Tupac. Tupac was another kid. When you look at some of the old, his earlier videos, he was a nice, clean kid. And in one of the videos, he said, I became something that I felt the media wanted me to be, this rough edge gangsta. Because when I came out as being nice and polite, they said I was weak, I was corny. And I was weird. So what did he do to address that? Oh, I'm going to become a thug. I'm going to live a thug life. 
And then he lost his life. And now they're saying that they found the person 30 years later that killed Tupac. And I don't know if the person did it or not. They said that he was on video saying that he did do it because Tupac, had, his entourage had beat up his nephews or something. <laughs> but see, this is, this is the drama on the left. This is a drama that they bring to the table. And I don't know if some of you remember, but back in the 90s, he had the East Coast, West Coast rapper rivalry, and they were mad at each other with Snoop Dogg, and you had this other big guy who was in on it. was just a complete biggie small Death Row Records, the found of death. It was just all over the map. Right. But liberals, they love this. This is what they want to introduce us to. This is what they like. And now, fast forward, art imitating life or life imitating art, and you got the same craziness that's taking place. Now, before we leave here, Andrew, we want to talk about something else that you and I both had encountered because I received an email from someone telling me that on October 4th, thereabout, there's going to be this huge shutdown, that Russia is going to be behind it, and that you should take money out of the bank. Uh, you should get off your – don't use your cell phone for a certain amount of time. And every so often you get this. We hear about this. And I think right. you heard about the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sounds like uh, Y2K all over again. <laughs> and people will probably believe it, buy into it. They will freak out. Meanwhile, we have more serious matters to deal with. If you were to tell them we have an issue at the border, they won't believe it. But if you send something out like this, a doom and gloom, they'll believe it. If you were to tell them, no, Biden is selling our interest to China, they won't believe it. If you were to tell them that China is actually influencing our elections, they won't believe it. But something as far-fetched as that, Andrew, they will eat it up lock, stock, and barrel, and you cannot believe them different. My God, what is the world coming to, Andrew? Yeah, I guess we'll find out in a couple of days now, but... Uh... I'm not too convinced that the October 4th is anything to worry about, but I've been wrong before, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But it's hard to believe we're already out of time. Uh, great show tonight, Rob. Thank you all for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, wherever you stream. Please like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or you can go to AmericaOutloud.news. We'll see you guys next time, and remember, stand for something or fall for nothing.